Kent, we are here on a frigid December day, but despite the cold, we're at one of my favorite places. This is the North Branch Nature Center in Montpelier, Vermont. And we're talking about a serious situation. There is, as we speak, a massive invasion occurring at our northern border. That's right. <laughs> We've got finches galore coming from the north. Plump, feathered, streaming across into this country, looking for essentially shriveled fruit and seeds, yeah, right? That's right. What we're after today is the birds that have erupted out of the north. And if you're anything like me, you get really excited come springtime when there's just this massive influx of migrants. And come December, January, you start to feel a little dejected when you've counted your 500th chickadee. But these are the birds for you if you're waiting for interesting birds. Yeah, these are the beautiful finches. So they're things like pine siskins. Common red poles. Evening grosbeaks. And what we're really hoping to find today, that is the pine grosbeak. The crown jewel pine grosbeak with this sort of purple, pink, reddish tone to the males that when we find them are gracing our crab apple trees. Right, right. And then we're, we also need to talk about, you know, why these birds are coming south in the first place because that's really the interesting story behind it. Yeah, it's called eruption migration. And it's called an eruption migration because it doesn't happen all the time. Unfortunately not. So we can't count on seeing these birds every winter, but... But sometimes they stream out of the north, and this year it looks like we're going to strike pay dirt. Because the reason that these finches erupt south has nothing to do with the cold, interestingly. It has to do with the seed crop and whether they can find enough nutrients where they are and their northern breeding grounds. And if they can't, they have to come south. they got to leave. And when they erupt southward... They're kind of erratic. You never know where you're going to find them. You might find them in downtown Montpelier. You might find them right here at North Branch Nature Center. You could find them at your feeder. But today, we actually have somebody joining our team because we're going to race around to find a pine grosbeak. We have Nathaniel Sharp, who's a naturalist at the Vermont Center for Eco Studies. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So we're at the North Branch Nature Center, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of these finches. Nathaniel, can you tell us where a good place to go might be? So our target bird, the pine grosbeak, is very dependent on crabapple trees and other fruiting trees. And something I've been looking at over the last few days to sort of determine where these birds are moving around is um, eBird and iNaturalist. So citizen scientists have been contributing data to these online data portals and contributing their sightings and photos of pine grosbeaks. So that's going to help us sort of find the exact locations where these birds have been the last few days. Ah, so we're cheating. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, this is a great resource. If you want to go out one winter day with your family and, and figure out where these birds are going to be, but you don't want to spend four hours in the freezing cold, you can look on eBird. You can look on iNaturalist. That's brilliant. So if I'm just walking down the street, say, past the, the state house in Montpelier, how would I know what a pine grosbeak looks like? What am I looking for physically? So pine grosbeaks are actually kind of larger finches. They're about robin size. They're these big, plump birds. They're um, very pink in color. The females and young males are kind of an orangey rust color. And they're, uh, they're pretty large. They're rounded birds, and they've got big white wing bars. So they're usually perched up in the top of these crabapple trees and just sort of picking off the apples and berries one by one. The thing that always strikes me about these is they're, they're kind of tame. Mm -hmm. I've seen people literally standing underneath a crabapple tree with a bird like four feet away just munching on crabapples. Mm -hmm. So they're not just beautiful. You can get pretty close to them and, and check them out. It takes a little walking around to find the trees that they're currently feeding on, but once you find them, they're very accessible and easy to view birds. What we're really looking for are the pine grosbeaks, but there are a lot of other northern birds that are erupting south this year that we could also see, right? Yeah, so we have common red poles that have been showing up at people's feeders and in weedy fields around Vermont. We have evening grosbeaks, these really big yellow charismatic birds that sort of invade feeders and can eat pounds of seed in a few hours. 
And there are also pine siskins and even stuff that is sort of common, like red-breasted nuthatches, is an eruptive bird that we can see in larger numbers during winters like these. Yeah, all these are coming here because up further up north there just wasn't a seed crop and for each bird it's a different seed crop so for something like the common red poles which are these cute little tiny birds with red caps oh, or the siskins or the siskins zip that they're when they're flying by the noise they make they like to have conifer seeds so if there's no conifer seeds up north they're going to get out of there and come find seed down here red poles on the other hand they feed a lot on birch seed and so when the birches don't have a lot of seed bang they come down south here too And that could also influence what birds show up at your feeder. For example, if you're putting out stuff like nylar or thistle, that often attracts common red poles and pine siskins. Meanwhile, if you're looking to get um, evening grosbeaks at your feeder, a really good seed for that is black oil sunflower. So the reason we traipse down here in the snow at North Branch is because the community garden has a lot of um, tall sunflowers still standing with seed in them. Some of these birds, as you were saying, Nathaniel, like pine siskins and things like that, they'll go to these sunflowers and old sunflowers from the summer and pick the seeds out. So we thought, well, let's start here and see if we can, you know, find them here feeding in the in the garden. But alas, I'm not really hearing anything. You know what? I say that we get in the car and we go. Where do you think, Nathaniel? I'm thinking somewhere by the state house, or possibly I've heard there are pine growers because of the Hunger Mountain Co-op. Let's go find some fruiting trees. All right, let's do it. Look careful. Yeah, it can be surprisingly well hidden. It can be well surprisingly big, chunky hidden. birds. Look at that! It's dripping with fruit. Wait, there's Whoa. a bird up there. There we got him. We got him. Is that it? Oh, yep. yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Wait, I gotta park. I gotta park. Oh, nice. Good sweetness. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, there's parking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the camera. Wait, I get out of the car. Okay. Oh, there they are. So now we have struck. Finch Gold here at the co-op <laughs> in Montpelier. This is so exciting. How many are there, Nathaniel? Have you counted? I'm getting about maybe seven or eight or so. I'm only seeing females. I don't see any full males. So they're not flying away. We're, we're pretty close to them, and they're, they're really just focused on getting those berries. Their nickname is the Parrot of the North because just like you see parrots in the wild sort of standing up on the ends of the tree limbs, bending over, grabbing fruit off of trees, eating them, These guys do the same thing on these apple trees. They're reaching over, stretching their necks. They grab a piece of fruit, and then they break off all the flesh around the fruit to get at the nut. And then they use that big bill of theirs to crush the nut and eat the seeds. Oh, there they go. Where are they going? There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Once again, the wandering... Parrot of the North takes off to another tree and leaves us alone. You know what? Um, We are at the co-op, and so I think this is a fine spot to stop and have a cup of coffee and call the day a birding success. It was. Nathaniel, thanks for being part of the team today, man. Great success. Thanks for having me. Glad we got the Pine Grow Speaks. Woohoo! Time for coffee, Sarah. I'm Kent McFarland. And I'm Sarah Zahendra. Thanks for listening to Outdoor Radio.